Let us pray together. Loving Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to participate in Cant Meeting 2021. Father, despite the location that we are viewing from or how we are participating, we understand that the Spirit of God is present just as if we were on the grounds of the Allegheny East Conference. Father, we thank you that your Spirit is abiding with us. Father, I ask that you'd help us to understand the word as you are saying it, and then help us to take this word to somebody so they too may receive a blessing in this manner from the Lord. And dear Lord, as my prayer always is, may the Holy Spirit make the difference. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. There is support. Second Kings chapter 22 Verses 1 to 2, verse 8, 11, 13. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adiah of Buscath. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked all the ways of David, his father, and he did not turn aside to the right or to the left. And Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Saphan, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Saphan, and he read it. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people, and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Amen. Was the 15th king of Judah. Amen is most remembered for his idolatrous practices during his short two-year reign, which led to a revolt against him and eventually to his assassination in 641 BC as outlined in 2 Kings 21. In the subsequent chapter of 2 Kings 22, we see that upon the death of Amon, his son Josiah becomes king at the age of eight. I can only imagine what might be going through your minds right now. You, like I did, might be opening the pages of your Bible to 2 Kings 22 verse 1 to confirm that the age of King Josiah upon his appointment was indeed the elementary age of eight. In whichever version of the Bible you read, King Josiah was eight years old when he began his reign. Historical commentators say that King Josiah was apparently blessed with good advisors who resisted the idolatrous influences of his father, Amon. Unlike his father, Amon, King Josiah, according to 2 Kings 22, verse 2, was determined to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn aside to the right or to the left. Verse 22, uh, rather, verse 2 was expressing that at the age of eight, he set out to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. The text is giving us an overall proclamation of his rulership, that his 
overall rulership was led by his desire to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. King Josiah's name means healed of the Lord or the Lord will support, which was indicative to the religious reform, the religious healing that he instituted throughout the region. In order, in order to be successful at the assignment, some may count such characteristics as reasons for defeat before one even gets started, stating that one is too young. But age is not a defining factor when God is supporting you. Likewise, for gender, race, social status, and any other thing, thus allowing you to represent the kingdom of God well in whatever area and whatever arena you serve in. Oh, you could serve or work in a hospital, God will support you. Or you could work or serve in the school system, God will support you. You could serve in your house, God will support you. Or you could serve in the conference office, God will support you. You could be attending school as a student, studying, God will support you. Or you could volunteer in the youth division, in community services, in music ministry, in media ministry, prayer ministry, family ministry, church member, visitor, or otherwise, God will support you. Once the Lord supports you, even in the unexpected moments of your life, even in the scenarios that seem like they can produce defeat, those things that we may count as a limitation are no longer limitations, but are the reassigned advantages because God is supporting you. And when God is supporting you, there is no defeat. King Josiah had a mission to carry out, but it had what people would call some possible limitations, uh, what people would call. However, because the king was supported by God, things like uh, his young age and the prior administration's aftermath on the nation that some would mark as a limitation as the new king would have to attend to it were now marked as advantages. It is said that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when people are seeking to explain the close relationship that blood relatives often share when it comes to behavior. However, in this case, that statement is not true. King Josiah differed greatly from his father, King Amon, in character and in leadership. Statements of generalization are only for generalized moments. When God supports you, you are no longer listed in the general circumstances of life. God supporting you changes your entire platform, my friend. King Amon sought the ways of wickedness. His son, King Josiah, sought the ways of God. King Amon led the kingdom into rebellion against God, but King Josiah established religious reform and religious healing for Jerusalem. King Josiah understood the need to implement the root of religion back into Jerusalem. Automatically, uh, this portion of the message may leave an unwelcome taste in your mouths because the word religion has been used. But I want us to understand that religion is depicted in its purest form 
term within the text uh, to celebrate the root of religion. And the root of religion is faithfully and actively remembering God. Uh, that is why King Josiah had to actively initiate a literal purging of various idolatrous items from the house of God and the nation and had to actively actively initiate religious reform. It was a big task, but like his name said, he was supported by God. As I studied this portion of scripture, I saw that it was after a major revolt that a reformation took place. It was after a major crash in the nation that a rebuilding up took place. It was after the existence of a wayward king that a stable king took place. Likewise, in the United States of America, that after a major political revolt of sorts, reformation is now taking place. After years of talking around subjects of violence and racism, sexism, food insecurity, various forms of inequality, murder, police brutality, a justice system that is not always just. After years of a revolt, there emerged a conglomerate of people of various ages that remembered the faithful actions of their roots and in Jesus' name, I said, which is the name of justice, wrote letters and prayed and marched and educated and mobilized and demanded, adjusted. They adjusted who they did business with, voted and ensured others voted, preached the truth of the gospel of Jesus and resurrected the powerful actions of former activists and leaders, uh, there was a reformation for justice, uh, which is a reformation towards Jesus, because guess what? Jesus is justice. Uh, thus to have religion is to faithfully and actively remember God. In verse 2 of 2 Kings 22, we see that King Josiah made a choice to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. In 2 Kings 22, 8 to 13, it shows us how intense it was for him to faithfully and actively remember God, which is in this particular case dealt with reinstituting the observance of the Passover, a basic practice that helps them actively remember God, which was a part of their covenant with God, stated in 2 Kings 23, verse 21. The Passover, which was the remembrance of the redemption of God towards the nation of Israel. One commentator says, the Passover remembered the central act of redemption in the Old Testament. God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt in the days of Moses. The neglect of the Passover proved that they neglected to remember the Lord's work of redemption for them. It was as if a group of modern Christians had completely forgotten communion or the celebration of the Lord's Supper, which remembers Jesus' work of redemption for us. Somewhere along the lines, they had forgotten the works of God. They had dismissed the works of God. This wasn't a matter of preference, it was a matter of willful dismissal due to idolatry and the adulation of things and feelings over God. And it begs the question to each of us individually, when you are in communion, when you, my friend, are in the communion moment, 
Do we allow ourselves to be consumed with the discomfort, the feeling, the I will do it next time statements when the willful dismissal of remembering God in this fashion is a direct link to audulating things over God. God needs us to remember so that we do not slip away into forgetfulness and revolt when all he wants is for us to be in reform. Now, how would the new king turn all of this around by remembering that he is supported by God? And it was King Josiah in 2 Kings twenty-two eleven that when the book of the law was read to him and he heard all that God had outlined, he, the king, tore his clothes. The historical significance of the tearing of clothing was a traditional expression of horror and a, an astonishment of grieving. In the strongest possible way, Josiah showed his grief on his own account and on the account of deep conviction of sin and, and actually a sign of a, it's actually a sign rather of a good thing. Here's why. Because a recognition of wrong was acknowledged and faithful action was taking place. Now in the 18th year of his kingship, he had already faced the death of his father, the reality of his father's rulership, the desire to serve God faithfully, the reality that major change had to be made in the nation, and that it was his assignment to do so. Oh, maybe some would have questioned his resume. Maybe some would think that he is not qualified nor mature enough to take on the job. But King Josiah had many things on his side to include a heart for God, wisdom, and being one who takes wise counsel. Furthermore, lest we forget that the king was supported by God. And once you're supported by God, there is no word of defeat in your life. Go back down, please. The king sent for godly counsel in the matter. So his team of priests and officials sought wisdom from the prophetess Huldah. She wasn't popular like the prophet Jeremiah, but she was the one that they sought counsel from. Some may have thought that for such a tender moment that they should have selected a more seasoned somebody. Somebody uh, who had a track record that was more lengthy and, and a track record that was more popular. Uh, somebody whose gender aligned with the preferred gender of the day. Uh, but God assigned a woman less popular, but whose time it was to bring forth the word of God and to do so accurately. The men went where God directed them to go because the king was supported by God. The amazing thing about being supported by God is that the necessary tools, advice, courage, and favor is always in the hands of God, always. Can we admit that there have been times in life where advice was sought not by a person that God directed us to? but by the person who we knew could make us feel good. So we got feel-good advice as opposed to honest advice. In moments of seriousness, we cannot afford to get feel-good advice. 
We need proper, firm, godly wisdom in the person of prophetess Hulda, or for us in the person that God sends with wisdom. In 2 Kings 22, 16 to 20, prophetess Hulda spoke the truth to them about the state of their nation due to their forgetfulness of God. However, in verse 19, prophetess Hulda expresses that because the king was uh, um, sorry, because he was remorseful and humbled himself before God, the Lord said that the king would not uh, suffer, that the king would not have to go through the torture or the pain or the hurt, that, that God would pardon him because the king was supported uh, by God. Today, my friend, Many of you have been through life circumstances that may be identical to King Josiah. Or maybe you, at a young age, had to take on things that looked like they were going to cause your defeat in life. Oh, but my dear friend, not only have you made it, but you are still making it because you are supported by God. Maybe you had to learn on the job. Maybe you have had to rebuild a system that had been torn down for years. Uh, learn from King Josiah's life that in the youth of your life, please look to God. In the various seasons of your life, please look to God. In the older and in the in-between seasons of your life, look to God. Make a commitment to him to faithfully and actively remember God, for God will support you. With God, you are undefeated. King Josiah looked like he was set up for defeat because he was eight years old, but because he was supported by God, because he committed his ways to God, because he sought the wisdom of God, God ensured that defeat was not his, but ensured that he was undefeated. You too, my friend, can be undefeated because you're supported by God. But all you have to do is allow yourself to be placed in the master's hands. All you have to do, my friend, is to trust the track record of God. All you have to do, my friend, is call upon the name of the Lord to order your steps. Loving Lord, order our steps. As the song says, in your word. Oh, in the word, there is truth, there is life, there's correction, there's celebration. Everything, God, is there. Father, may we find you and may we hold on to you, for you are supporting us. Father, may we not ignore those things that bring us closer to you. May we not ignore those things that cause our heart to remember God. Just as the Passover caused them to remember you, may moments like communion, may we not skip it, but may we see how it causes us to remember God. Father, in moments where we must enact justice, may we remember that those are moments that cause us to Remember God. In moments, dear God, where we can be of service and of kindness and of love and of generosity to people outside and inside of our home, may we remember that it causes us to remember God. And Jesus, in moments 
where we need to be gracious to others and even gracious to ourselves, may we remember that it's what you do for us and may it cause us to remember God. Father, from the life of King Josiah, may we see that there's no limitation on our age or gender as we see with Prophetess Hulda. May we see that there's no limitation even from how we may have inherited a situation or a life. Once we are remembering God and support by God, there is no defeat present, but we are undefeated in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, if you'd please allow your Holy Spirit to make the divine difference in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.